Alright, I'm here in my room. I've got my computer set up in front of me. I've got my microphone. There's a notepad open. It's got some notes about my podcast. It's time to rewind. Looks like they're open to the tenth scene of Memento that starts in black and white at 18 minutes and 3 seconds, with Leonard saying how he met Sammy through his work as an insurance investigator and ends at 21 minutes and 52 seconds, with Leonard saying how Sammy was his first real challenge. There's also a Skype window open. Oh, hang on. Who is this? Bubba! It's me, Lisa Leahy, from Rabbit Hole Podcasts. You know me. We've chatted a whole bunch of times. Oh, of of course. I'm I'm so sorry, but I do prefer to be called Bubba Wheat. And, uh, And who are you? Oh! This, this Bubba, Bubba Wheat, you, you don't know, this is, this is Movie Rob. Um, you know, you've, you've been on my, my uh, podcast twice already. You know, we talked about plane changes and automobiles. Maybe you remember that. We've also talked about When Harry Met Sally. Maybe you remember that. Oh, of course. I, I do remember that. I'm so sorry. But it's, it's great to have you back here for your, your third week here talking about another black and white scene of Memento. It's great to be back. Thank you guys for having me back again. Sure. And, you know, let's go ahead and, and just jump straight into this scene. And and this is uh, the part in the movie where we learned that Leonard used to be an insurance investigator. And uh, we he's someone who felt like he was confident in his ability to read people and tell if they were lying based on their body language. And I, and I think it's interesting, again, you know, hearing him talk about this and his past life and knowing the movie, knowing how much that ability fails him at every step. And and basically every person that he interacts with in this movie is someone that he kind of puts his trust in and he really shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Very much. He shouldn't, but you know, off he goes. (laughs) I, th- I think that's one of the problems that that you know he he doesn't he doesn't trust himself to 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 live by the rules that well, he, he said for himself. I mean, I think he's like any of the rest of us. We all have rules. We all know what we should be doing, but most of us don't take our own advice ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Correct. But one of the things that he says here is the fact that that he's trained himself to do this. So then, if that's the case, why break it? It is true. You know, that, that, that's the question I ask about that. Yeah, I, th- I think my read is that he, at least in a certain way, he has basically become a completely different person at Absolutely. this point in his life. That he is not, he is a very far cry from Leonard, the insurance investigator. He still has some of the, the same traits, like he's good at investigating, but he's kind of lost the ability to read people just because he is not able to kind of keep things in mind for for very long. And he's I, I feel like he's switched over from, you know, taking the time to read people. And because in and, and we'll, I, I have some notes about this, um, you know, it, to talk about a little bit later. But in order to know if someone's lying, you do kind of have to get a baseline for their how they act when they're telling the truth Mm -hmm. and then whenever they deviate from that whenever they're lying that kind of clues you in but if you don't have this baseline then it's harder to tell and as an insurance investigator i'm sure that you know he has the time to 
get them to get this baseline, you know, going through a line of questioning for things that he he knows that they're very likely to be telling the truth and then deviate into stuff that they might be lying about so he can see the change over time. But in the situation that he's in now, he doesn't have that time to to get to that point. And so he's much more instinctual. And uh, uh, what do you guys think about that? Well, again, this this goes along the whole line of of what does he remember from before and what what is he – you know, what are these new kinds of memories that he's found a way to create for himself, which which are far and few, few and far between, but they're still there. OK, he mm-hmm. that, you know, based on on the way that he talks here and the way that he acts, there are things that he now remembers that he theoretically shouldn't be remembering. So apparently he's found a way. I mean, we think we talked about this two weeks ago on, on the episode that I was on with you guys. You know, he's found a way to jump over the medium term memory and certain things that were in the short term jumped into the long term. But but most of them just stays on the long term. You know, that that's what it comes down to. Um, so it it's a it's it's hard to tell. You know, that, I think that that's my answer to your question. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe Lisa has a better answer than that. I don't know. I mean, I like this idea that, you know, he carries on in this clip specifically about how good he was at what he did Mm -hmm. and how he's he's on the phone and he's essentially pontificating about here's how you do what i did and yeah i was very good and you know you just let people talk and if you just let them talk i.e let what this person on the other side of the phone is making leonard do you find out all sorts of stuff you know like he says these things and then there's the element of simply watching them and he says you just got to watch the eyes and Uh, You know, it's something that I've always been fascinated by. Like you watch this film and you just pay attention to the facial expressions in these tiny micro features that they they make these moves. And you just you start wondering what's going on behind what's Teddy doing, what Natalie's doing, what Leonard's doing. And it's just I don't know. I've always found a lot of what's being written here versus what's being done here. If you really pay attention the way Rob said, you know, last week, you got to watch this film and like, there's so much here. Um, was it last week? Might've been the week before I'm blurring my lines now, but <laughs> it doesn't I don't know. Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might as well. My memory's no good either. So, you know, it's appropriate. something <laughs> to co-host this, this podcast. I feel like yeah. I'm rambling at this point. So somebody tell a, ask a question so I can get back on focus here. Well, I actually like what you said. That, that, that in a way this is, um, and, and again, we'll, we'll kind of mention, we talked about this before. We're, we're all fairly certain that this is Teddy on the phone, even though it, it is a, an unnamed person and we never hear them and we never get 100% confirmation of who this um, is. Well, I, I mean, according to the trivia on IMDb, you know, this is this is a later uh, episode that you'll probably talk about, but there is a point where you can see the number that he dials, and it's the same number that he writes in, on on the you know on the Polaroid of Teddy. Teddy. Oh, that's some attention detail right there. No, it wasn't me. I said I I found that on IMDb. So. <laughs> well, I mean that 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 only accounts for the the one like whenever Leonard calls him, but he there are multiple phone calls. And again, we we. You think he's talking with different people each time? Of, I mean, I'm I'm saying that I think it's fairly safe to assume that he's always talking to Teddy. But there are multiple phone calls, and there are multiple times whenever it's somebody that's calling him. Like most of the time, it's somebody calling him. So there's there's always a, a chance 
that it could be somebody else. But I, I think it's it's I'm fairly con- confident that every time it's Teddy, because that that's what makes the most sense. I agree with you on that. Hmm. OK, but there's there's always just this room for doubt. So I, I kind of like I definitely want to keep that open because I'm because, again, this this is a film about ambiguity and every character in this movie is unreliable to a certain extent. And so there, I think there's always that question and that always that that seed of doubt, <laughs> you know, something that uh, Mrs. Jenkins talks about um, later in the movie they, that, you know, she always has this seed of doubt that maybe Sammy can come back. And I think throughout this movie, there's all these seeds of doubts that, you know, it, it could be what they present, but it all could also be something different. And um, but it, anyways. Back to my point, <laughs> long, long way around, but I, I like how Lisa said that, you know, in, in a way it's like Teddy is pulling a Leonard on Leonard himself. And as the audience, we are kind of looking at Teddy, I mean, looking at Leonard and um, in the flashback, there is a focus on Leonard's eyes and, you know, we don't get a whole lot of movement like he's standing there very still in the flashbacks because he really only has some eye movements as he's kind of studying the people that he's talking to in this flashback. And that's very contrasted to how we see him in the beginning of this clip, uh, you know, with his shirt off. He, he has a lot of motion because he's going through um, getting set up to give himself this tattoo. So he's gathering up all these materials. He's doing all these things until he eventually sits down on the bed and, uh, and eventually, you know, comes to, to rest in order to talk more in detail. And then we cut to the flashbacks with him sitting still. And then again, we cut to, and then whenever we cut back to Leonard for the end, you know, he's fidgeting with the, uh, uh, razor as he, you know, takes the cap off. So he's, he's constantly kind of doing stuff with his hands while he's talking. So you think he's using some of his tilts? I, I mean, I, I do think, I think he's, could, do yeah. I think who's using what? Do I think Teddy's using some of Leonard's tells? No, I'm following you. we're, we're seeing like Leonard. The, so the Teddy, Teddy is getting Leonard to talk. Yes. Oh, definitely. And in order to, to get a read on, I mean, I think Teddy already has a, a pretty good lead on, on Leonard, but it's, it's almost like Leonard is that Teddy is using this tactic against Leonard and Leonard doesn't even see it, even though he's talking about how experienced he is at doing it himself. 100%. I definitely yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then we do get this, you know, this quick little montage of the, the various people that he's talking to. And uh, it feels like only a couple of them are showing kind of potential signs of lying. Like the one guy that's tugging at his earlobe and uh, another, we don't even see the face. We just see the hands like fiddling with the paper clips. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, do, do you, do either of you know about like tells and stuff like that? Um, well, I, I don't do a ton of research like you do, but I, I did, you know, it, and partially since you came on, I did look up <laughs> five signs that you can tell that someone is lying via yeah. I found this on ink.com. I dated so, a poker player, so I, <laughs> I might have some peripheral mediocre information here. Okay, well, first of all, first of all, before you start with that, have either of you seen the movie True Romance, which which was years uh, ago? Yeah, the, 
I, I'm aware of it, but I, I haven't seen it. There was the movie that Quentin Tarantino wrote that that he sold in order to get money in order to to make uh, Reservoir Dogs, right? So one of the yep. scenes, it's a scene where 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 um uh the 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 character played by who do you guys think is is I actually I don't remember Slater. the movie that was no not Either Christopher Chris- Slater. Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken. So he has he has a big monologue and he says Sicilians are great liars, the best in the world. I'm Sicilian. My father was the world heavyweight champion of Sicilian liars. From growing up with him, I learned the pantomime. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. A guy's got 17 pantomimes. A woman's got 20, but a guy's got 17s. But if you know them, like you know your own face, they beat lie detectors all to hell. Now what we got is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing. But you're telling me everything. I know the. I know you know where they are. So tell me before I do some damage. You won't walk away from. So I mean, first of all, it, this is great Tarantino uh, dialogue. No question about it. And Christopher Walken delivers it so beautifully, the yep. way that he does it. Uh, but I when you know when I rewatch this and the you know this movie and he talks about the the idea of tells. So that's the first thing that jumped into my mind. So I wanted to, to first bring that up before we get into possibly, you know, what the real, what some of the tells are. I wasn't able to find a list of 17 or 20, you know, about uh, men or women <laughs> or whatever it is, because we're not doing true romance. If we, if I was doing true romance, I, I would have done my best to try and find that information. So sorry to disappoint you on that one. Yeah, I, I have a list of five. So um, what do you think are, are some of, uh, some common tells? that someone's lying. Right. So, I mean, the ones that I was able to, to look up was I found a change in speech patterns. Um, sometimes you use different types of gestures that you don't normally use. Uh, sometimes you're, you're, you're either you're, you're too quiet or you're rambling on um, and vocal tones and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I feel like that, like going in that direction, it's, um, kind of hard to say because it's like you know it, it could be talking too fast or talking too slow or talking normal right. no but that, i guess it depends kind of, it depends you know, if you know the something person something atypical for you exactly yeah. that that's what it, that's and, and that goes point. back to yeah that goes back to what i was saying earlier where you kind of, you have to have a baseline for somebody and it's i i feel like it's more about someone deviating from their baseline which means that they're more likely of lying. But uh, going back to the this uh, these five signs that I found on on this website, number one is they touch their face, mouth, or throat. Uh, this subconscious body language may indicate that someone is lying to you. If you notice someone touching their face who normally doesn't, it's a little red flag. Number two, they re- they repeat themselves. If someone begins to stammer, repeating words or phrases, it's a sign of that they're trying to think of what to say next. It may indicate that they're concocting the story. And uh, again, always compare their nervous speech to their normal speech. Some people always stammer, so that would be a normal part of speech, not an indication that they're lying. Number three is a pause before answering. A long or abnormal pause before someone answers a question may be a tip-off that they are lying. This is especially true if the answer should be simple and obvious. A pause before answering a seemingly easy question may mean that they're trying to keep track of what they've already said and how long to keep the lie going. Number four, they look toward the door. Subconsciously, we look where we want to go. Someone who is uncomfortable may look toward a door or at the minimum break eye contact with you when they're lying. 
Others may look at her watch, signaling their desire not to spend time in the conversation. And number five is they don't blink. Some avid liars have learned to telegraph confidence. So instead of breaking eye contact, they go the opposite direction and stare at you without blinking. So if they're seeing <laughs> their eye contact is too intense, that may be a sign that they're trying to cover up their nervousness. That's interesting because I was going to argue that they would they would avoid eye contact. Um, no, but the idea somebody... is that they they want to they want to throw you off. You know, if no, they, I if... get that, but I feel like that's somebody who really knows what they're doing versus perhaps an amateur liar would try not to look at you because or would would you know struggle to look at you maybe is more appropriate. I don't know. Right. That's yeah, crazy and... though. And one thing that I considered doing, but I, I didn't get around to, was looking up the history of the lie detector. But uh, the the one thing that I will say is that you know, you know the, the lie detector has been around. I I do know that. Oh, I've you know I'm again. I, this is pulling from my memory, and I feel like I'm seventy five percent sure. But I believe that the um, creator of Wonder Woman was also involved in the creation of the lie detector. Oh, really? No kidding. Yeah. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm fairly confident that that I remember hearing that that bit of trivia. Uh, but I, I know these days, even though it's still used on occasion, most often it's used on shows like, uh, you know, like Maury Povich. But uh, the in general, they found that lie detectors are roughly 50% accurate, which is not nearly enough to, no. it's basically junk science. It's, well, which is why it's not not used in, in court. You know, you can't use a lie detector right. in court. But it is still used kind of, it is still thought of in a lot of popular culture, like, you know, like shows like Maury Povich and, and things like that, because they're, I think that the general public still feels like they are accurate, even though they have, you know, pretty soundly been debunked as junk science these days right um and then that's you know again these these are you know pretty short episodes uh pretty short scenes here you know i think this one's the shortest one like uh, just over 30 seconds and uh, if we don't get a whole lot and uh, I, I think in the other episodes we have kind of covered a lot of the other stuff um you know in, in terms of these black and white scenes but is is there any other anything else you have about this specific scene that either of you want to cover? Well, first of all, I, I like the fact that they give us that the, the quick shots of all the people, you know, uh, uh, fidgeting. I guess you can say mm-hmm. just to show, you know, I, again, as much as possible, this this movie is trying to uh, show that Leonard is a reliable narrator, even though. Mm-hmm. You know, we we spoiler. We find out that he's not, but they, they want us to believe that he is. So they're you know, in order to give us so much information about what he does and how he does it, you know, what his method is. So that basically is is there to to convince us that he is reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah. which again is the whole point. You know, let let's make him seem reliable, and then when you find out he's not reliable, that's when you know. That that's when everything's gonna hit the fan, you know. That, that, that. <laughs> yeah. And then and and speaking of the the unreliableness of Leonard, that that brings me the brings me to the question that we've been teasing these past couple of weeks. The question. The so, question. 
so we do get hints and uh you know mostly from teddy it brings up the fact that uh that leonard's condition and sammy jenkins are more connected than just they they have the same type of amnesia and that he hints that they are that Leonard's story about Sammy is actually about Leonard and his wife and that his wife survived the attack. So how connected do you think Leonard and Sammy are? Like, how much do you think that they're the same person? Oh, they're definitely the same person as far as I'm concerned. It's it's one of his, you know, his made up memories, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. you know, trying to disassociate himself with it, with everything that's happened. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, in the end, we we get that shot where you know he's with his wife, and you you see on his chest in that empty space it says "I did it," mm-hmm. and he's with which her. is that weird thing too later on because he's with his wife, you know, and the suggestion like what is it that he did? Did he kill the guy who raped and murdered her? Because if she's right there with him, obviously not. But then you know. He's got this. It, I love that you brought this up. He's got this delusion that she's dead due to this accident. So he's trying to find the person that attacked her and killed her. Correct. However, we, you know, I'm with you. I believe that Leonard is Sammy Jenkins, that that story, that she's the one that has diabetes, that he's the one that actually, um, you know, kills her with the with the insulin coma. Um, I'm fascinated to think about the what the I did it. What's the it? Like I did it as in I'm the one who killed her. I did it as in I, you know, achieved my goal. What is it you think? I, I think it's I achieved my goal. Because again, yeah. he he's still, you know, if he it, it's not as if this this memory loss thing is going to autocorrect itself at some point. You know, it it means that even in the pro in the epilogue, you know, he still has the same issue. Yeah, I, I think that's that's an, an interesting thing that you brought up because, uh, you know, we're we're still early on in this, and it's it's been for me, it's been I I feel like a couple months now since I watched the movie in its entirety, so I'm a little bit more foggy about the the last couple scenes, and and I'm curious to. To really, I, I got to remember to really dig into that whenever we discussed that that actual moment on on this podcast because I I really think that that is worth discussing in, in more detail and and figuring out if there are any other clues that we've kind of come across as we've been digging into this movie scene by scene to to see if there's anything else that's that that moment could tell us. Yeah, I, my assumption is, is when you dig into it, you you will find others. It's not, you know, because these type of movies are always breadcrumbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got to look for them, and and when you're when you're doing it all in in such minute detail, you're gonna find them because you know people like Christopher Nolan, they put them there for you to find them. You know, but most most people don't see them. And he's definitely someone that, you know, 95% of the stuff that you see on screen was put there deliberately and was put there and done for a reason. And some of the reasons you can uh, decipher and uh, and get meanings to that, that make sense based on the rest of the movie and some things maybe only Christopher Nolan will ever really know why they were put in there. Correct. Correct. Were, were you guys? I know this is a little bit of, of a spoiler for later, but were you guys able to figure figure out when this movie takes place? 
What do you mean when, like, like a what year? Time or frame? What are we yes. talking about? A, a, a year. Uh, it's it's not really something that I have given much thought to because I I tend to, you know, unless well I unless you mean like in terms of the accident uh, because I my thought is that we that Leonard and Teddy are on the sixth or seventh John G at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't That's have fair. I, I don't have like a you know a timeline because I I think other than like 90s to like around the year that this came out i don't really have uh, any sort of time period okay so there, there's a certain point where he looks at um teddy's a, fo- uh, you know, a photocopy of teddy's driver's license yep and it shows that it expires in 94 these you are the guy i mean you are the king of the small details rob i love this I, it was I, never I, gonna occur to me i mean i know this isn't i know these weren't my scenes i'm sorry I, love uh, I think I did. I think I did bring that up uh, whenever we talked about it. Um, I, and our um, now, yeah, because that that was, you know, I recorded that episode a a while ago now. Um, but uh, I wasn't there for I, that one then. Yeah, I, yeah, that that was a color scene that we see that. And and my, I, I think we came to the conclusion that that was an old driver's license that. Um, that Natalie was able to look up, so that's that was like an exp- like that wasn't his current one. No, I don't know. I don't know. Nice drive. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that one. Because, <laughs> no, because, I'll tell you why. Because rejects it. No, I, 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 <laughs> I. I'm looking at it from the perspective that first of all, there, there, no one's using cell phones here. Right. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so in 2000, they weren't. They were they were using them more than they were in '94. Oh well, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I I remember you know I already had a cell phone by like '97, and most people had cell phones back then here. I did not. Maybe not us. <laughs> I yeah, I I think I did as well. Maybe your parents didn't let you have one at that point. I don't know. We were still we were still on pagers at that point in the late '90s. <laughs> okay, it could be, could be, you know, but so th- that's why I believe that they're trying that they wanted to make this happened somewhat in the past. And that's why I believe that that that's an accurate thing. Because she said I have a friend at the DMV. So she wouldn't say I have a friend at the DMV who's able to get a copy of his driver's license from seven years ago. Who cares? Mm. You know, it's it if it's a friend at the DMV, it means they can get something that's uh that's current. Would make sense. Again, yeah. it, it, we'll never know these answers. You know, I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not trying Christopher to Christopher Nolan uh, sure as hell isn't telling us anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to hijack your podcast here at all. You know, so. <laughs> I didn't feel like you were. <laughs> no, that's it's a valid question. Then no, I said I like to add things in there that you guys wouldn't necessarily no, have thought it's of. Totally fine. I'm someone that's uh, that likes to do that myself on on these kind of shows as <laughs> as well. So I've I definitely appreciate it, and you know, because this this format is all about minutia. So yeah, well, that's for sure. For sure. You got another master on here with you. <laughs> I'm just a guest. You guys run these episodes, <laughs> these podcasts. So. No, no but I'm, a guest. I'm a guest, Lisa. This isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, but you know what you're doing. You got your own version, so it's all these, good. These stuff. episodes wouldn't be so short if I was doing them. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And and they're and they're coming in at a half hour each, so you know that, that's still. Yeah, I, I apologize that I didn't look the his, look up the history of disposable razors. 
I, I was thinking of it, but I, I, you know, again, this is your show, not mine. I love it. I was going to look up That's Brood, quite right. you know, like the, the history of the company Brood, how long they were making uh, shaving cream, you know, things like that. <laughs> I remember the scent of that shaving cream, too. It makes me laugh every time I watch the movie. And he also puts a, a hell of a lot of shaving cream on his leg. Yes, he does. That is yeah. far too much. Hmm. Yes. But uh, it, it has been a pleasure having you on here for these past three weeks, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you guys uh, invited me to, to partake. I, I, I was very happy to, to rewatch this movie again and go through these uh, three minutes, I guess you can say, uh, once again, because each of them was about, was, was give or less a minute. Yeah, just about. Uh, so, about two and a half a minute, two and a half so minutes. I appreciate maybe. you guys <laughs> taking that into consideration by giving me, you know, scenes that are basically a minute each. So that's good. You know, you know who you're dealing with. <laughs> and then once again, for the last time, why don't you go ahead and let everybody listening know where else they can find you online. All right. So you can go and I have a, a website with movie reviews called uh, it's moviewrob.wordpress.com. Uh, very recently, I've just uh, crossed the 10,000 uh, movie review mark. Congratulations. So, uh, thank you. Thank nice. You. Uh, so you can go there and check out uh, lots of reviews. I mean, as as you mentioned two weeks ago, Bubba, uh, I do watch movies over and over. So there are movies that I have numerous uh, reviews of. You know, Memento, I have, I think, four reviews of now. Uh, unless something has happened between the time that we're we're recording this and, and, you know, this is airing that I decided to watch it again. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, anything is possible with me. You know, I just <laughs> think of a movie I want to watch and then I go and watch it and I do a review of it. So that that's that's my uh, movie review website, and I also have my my podcast. It's the Mover of Minute, where I look at movies uh, minute by minute. I'm right now uh, ending my fourth season. So first season was The Great Escape. Second season was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Third season was Die Hard. Fourth season was When Harry Met Sally. And just in uh, just I guess a week or two, we're going to be starting season five which will be Die Hard 2. So you can find me very simply by doing a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on my website, moviebrobminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. And as always, thank you, Lisa, for joining me as my co-host for these black and white scenes. Oh, it's so much fun to hang out and chat with you. And I love our guests. They always help us learn (laughs) such new things. Yes, of course. That's why I I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, I'm Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on all the podcatchers available out there. We also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that to, dis- to discuss episodes as they come out, as well as have discussions about other time loop stories out there. And uh, until next time, I uh, have I already told you about Memento? Oh, only every time I see you. My job taught me the best way to find out what someone knew was just let them talk and watch the eyes and the body language.